Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to episode 153 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, guys, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, we have been very responsible the last few episodes, so you guys are going to love this one because the guest for this week's episode is the beautiful Mistress Marley. She is a professional financial dominatrix. Yes, you heard me correctly. She's a kink educator and she's also the founder of the Black Dom Sorority, which is dope. She's creating a space, uh, a safe space for black sex workers. So we love it. In this episode, she gets into the nitty gritty. Okay. So we kind of do like a 101 for people who might be like, what is a dominatrix? What does this even mean, Boonie? She breaks all of this down. She even is very open and honest in disclosing you kind of her fee schedule. Um, what are her goals with the Black Dom sorority? And we even discuss the moment that she went super viral, okay? So you're going to want to stick around for this conversation. It's not boring. It's super informative. Some might consider it ratchet, but I think it's the perfect responsible ratchet episode. Um, so stick around for that conversation. Let's hop into Booney's pick of the week. My pick of the week is... Um, you guys know I love Mario. Yes, let me love you, Mario. Braid my hair, Mario. Shout out to Baltimore. <laughs> um, he dropped a new EP this weekend, Closer to Mars. Super dope. I really think he's so underrated. Beautiful voice, very talented. But if you're looking listen, looking for a quick listen, good listen, check out his EP, Closer to Mars. All right, feedback from last week's episode with uh, Jessica Brown of Nia Noir. So many people were like, thank you for dropping this episode um, because we are moving into the end of daylight savings time, winter, um, at least in the Northeast and in parts of the other parts of the country, it's about to be cold. It's going to be dark at four o'clock. And what are some of the things that we can do to prevent our mental health from slipping um, into a terrible place? And so I really want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. Someone said, Boonie, these are awesome tips um, about how we can protect our mental space, especially moving into these colder months and especially while we're still living in the pandemic. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for this. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like I said on the episode, I already ordered a light therapy lamp because I'm trying to get ahead of it. <laughs> All right. Um, next thing in housekeeping, I was a guest on the Conversations with James Lampkin podcast. Um, I shared the episode over on the Booney Breakdown SoundCloud page. I'll put a link in the show notes as well. So if you want a double dose of Booney this week, you can check out that episode. It was a very... Uh, <laughs> a kind of different side of Booney if you check out that episode, but it was um, a good conversation and I always like being on the other side of it. All right. I feel like I'm rushing through this intro this week because I really just want you guys to get to the dope interview that I had with Mistress Marley. But before we wrap up, you guys know that if you listen on any Apple device, so an iPhone, iPad, MacBook, whatever, and you listen to these podcasts in the purple Apple podcast app, I love it when you leave five star reviews. You can just search the Boonie Breakdown, select the Boonie Breakdown, scroll down where it says ratings and reviews, tap to rate, hit five stars. That's it. If you want to go above and beyond, you can leave us a little words as a review, hit submit, 
and it helps us so much guys so thank you thank you thank you for those of you who have already done that and if you're new here we have a lot of fun over on social media especially on instagram so be sure to follow us at the boonie breakdown on facebook at the boonie breakdown and on twitter just at boonie breakdown all right and when you share your screenshots you tweet about the episode please be sure to use the hashtag the Boonie Breakdown and the hashtag pod in P-O-D-I-N. Tag us. We reshare it. We retweet it. Whatever it is, as long as your pages are open. So I appreciate it. I love seeing all of those lovely shares. And as always, it helps us grow so much when you use your platform to spread the word about the Boonie Breakdown podcast. So that is it for me, guys. This might be the fastest <laughs> I have ever done this intro because I really just want to get to this episode You guys are going to love it. I can't wait to hear all of your feedback. So I'm going to shut up and let's get ready to break it down. Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and I am excited for this interview. Uh, this week, our guest is Mistress Marley. And as you already heard her bio, I've been so excited for this interview for a couple of weeks now. So I would like to welcome Mistress Marley to the Booney Breakdown. Hi, everybody. <laughs> How are you doing? I am doing amazing. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm hanging in there. I'm tired tonight, but... Uh, we're going to get through this. <laughs> yeah, we will. Both of us. We'll get through it. I'm tired also, but you know. Look, I already know this topic is going to be bomb because the whole stitch of my podcast is responsible and ratchet. Mm-hmm. I feel like this falls in the ratchet category, but I do feel like we'll have some parts where it might be responsible for those who might be interested in doing mm-hmm. this type of sex work. So I feel like we fit both buckets tonight. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say I was introduced to you. It was a post that went viral from Snapchat. Ooh, snap. That's a new one. I never heard about the viral I think post it was Snapchat, Snapchat only because it, the, the type face that was on it. And I remember from Snapchat days, but you were at homecoming and yes. you had one of your subs with you at homecoming. Yes. <laughs> the infamous, the infamous homecoming. Yeah. And I remember seeing this like, who is this? <laughs> so I think the post that I saw, which then I think you corrected, I saw on one mm-hmm. of your social platforms. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's like, she brought her sugar daddy to homecoming. Yep. Yeah, that was the that was the one. I'm like, no, it's not my sugar daddy. That's a sub that uh, pays me to control him. Because you have to in this industry, you really have to control your own narrative before other people are able to. Yeah, I, I can see that, and so. We're going to get to that later. But first, we're going to do kind of, because I know some of my listeners are a little vanilla and they might Mm -hmm. be listening like, what the fuck are y'all talking about already? (laughs) (laughs) So first, can you explain to people what is a dominatrix? All right. So a dominatrix falls under um, the BDSM umbrella. So for those that don't know, BDSM stands for bondage, dominance, um, sadism slash submission and masochism. Um, so under BDSM, you have different types of people or prototypes that participate in, um, that type of industry. So you'll have a dominatrix or a dom. So that could be male or female. Um, 
And a dominatrix is more of a femme identifying, but of course, you know, there are trans people that are dominatrix and non-binary and non-gender conforming and people of that nature. Um, so a dominatrix basically controls the session and a session is short for, you know, the things you might see in like popular media, like the whipping and the spanking and the tying up. Um, so the dominatrix controls that and is in charge of that. And then you have a submissive that submits to them. Gotcha. I feel like yeah. most people, regular people, and I'm doing air quotes, um, mm-hmm. first introduction to this space was Fifty Shades of Grey a few years ago. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and I've talked to many people who are in the this space who are like, this was a mm-hmm. terrible introduction. But mm-hmm. that is most people's first thing. Like, oh, I saw Fifty yeah. Shades of Grey. Right. Right. That's like the, that's like the worst. I try to tell people not to even start from there. I'd rather people start in like books and reading or maybe even like on Pornhub Okay, just start at 50 shades. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so funny because that movie was on, I've been working on like this special project and I was watching TV. So I just had the movie playing in the background and then Mm -hmm. I got caught up in it because I had never really watched all of the movies i don't think mm-hmm. and i was watching like wow after i've been educated on this space i'm like wow now i get why people said that <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't see it at first either like oh i guess this, this is what they do i guess yeah some some awful things in that movie <laughs> <laughs> so now your specialty mm-hmm. is your a financial dominatrix yes what is that <laughs> so financial domination um, is a psychological kink uh, that inver- that involves um, the submissive's wallet being controlled by the dominatrix. So basically the submissive gets off or gets excited at the thought of his money, his or her money being taken away. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that's kind of deep because I'm just thinking like, how would that turn <laughs> me on? <laughs> Right. Right. So like, it's, it's like a, um, it's kind of like, like I said, it's a psychological kink and it's a form of like humiliation. So what it does is it basically kind of gives a thrill to the submissive. It kind of gives the thrill of, Oh shit, I really just gave my money to a stranger on the internet and I'm never going to see them. So it gives them a thrill of knowing that they don't completely control their lives. Like they think they do, because a lot of people think if anything, the main thing they can try to control in their life is money, who they're going to spend their money on, where they're going to put their money, what they're going to buy. But the fact that someone else is controlling that really gets to them. Now, you just said something really key that I'm going back to. You just said over the internet. So you don't yeah. see all of your subs in person? Not all of my fin subs, which is short for financial subs. Okay. Um, yeah. So I want to say 90% of financial domination, or we call it FinDom for short, 90% of FinDom is done online. Now, you will have some physical elements in person where you might do a cash meet, like you might meet someone at an ATM, tell them to take out of an amount, humiliate them, whatever. But a lot of it is online. Wow. And so I'm going to go, we're going to keep going deeper. So it's no sex acts involved, which people no. probably are thinking about in their mind. No. So, and um, I think the common misconception of being a dominatrix and being in BDSM work is that, you know, there's sex there's penetration, there's sexual acts. It's more of erotic acts, if that makes more sense. Okay. Um, so I want to say majority, if not all doms, don't participate in sex with their submissives. Um, it more, it's more so about them being in control. It's more so about um, psychologically fucking with someone or psychologically turning someone on or psychologically humiliating someone. Or, you know, BDSM does a lot with the senses too. It's all about feel, touch, you know, smell, yeah. things of that manner. Yeah. Cause I think too, um, 
what got me it, 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 going deeper into this and I hate referencing pop culture, but it's what's coming to mind right now. But it was, I don't know if you watch billions on Showtime. I've heard about it. Probably have taken a glimpse at it, but okay. see, the thing is, the thing is about being like a dominatrix already. It's hard to really get into these shows that are supposed to showcase your life when you already live in it every day. You can so see that. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, so sometimes like you kind of just want to like get away from it or be like, I already know what's going on, you know, whatever. Yeah, because I, I think when you were mentioning the psychological part, it made me think of the character in that show. Mm-hmm. And he has uh, a dom that he goes to and he's mm-hmm. married, but he's like this high powered attorney. And she goes and does these like it's more so the masochism, like he gets off on the pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they explored that relationship with him being also married and being high profile because mm-hmm. um, he was gonna like run for office or whatever but right i felt like watching that they didn't just do that gloss over like "Ooh, tie me up whips and chains um right <laughs> that right. We, off- we often get in pop culture exactly okay how many fin subs do you have like i have as clients so the thing about like fin subs um anything with online in general you have so many clients that will come to you and one minute they're on for a month and then they'll drop off. Okay. So like, like bend down for some subs is just a quick fix. It's something where, okay, I sent all this money today. I'm not coming back for another six months. Gotcha. Or, or I sent all this money today. I'm not coming back again because you know, it's all about their budget, their money and what they're doing with it. So I want to say over the course, cause I've been doing this now for going on three years. I want to say over the course of my three years, I've had over a hundred fin subs. Wow. And these are subs that are paying as low as $5, just to send a little tip, as high as 2 k just in one setting, as high as 5 k just in one setting. So it all varies. There's never one set amount in FinDom. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Because that's what I'm thinking. Like, is, is it like, send me whatever, but they, they set their amount or do you have well, like you, a you schedule? Can, so you can set your amount when it comes to you building a relationship with a FinSub. Okay. But we also have something in FinDom called silent senders. So silent senders are people you maybe never even interact with. They maybe never even said hi. And then out of nowhere, you might check your cash app and have some money. And you wow. realize you just had a silent sender. And it's up to those silent senders to be like, hey, goddess, I just sent you money or for them not to say anything at all. How did you get your first FinSub? Oh, my gosh. Uh, definitely like really study because i found fandom on twitter which is very popular there super popular there um just like kind of you know taking a step back and really dedicating myself to the work and not letting it not letting myself think it was gonna fall into my lap uh, starting okay. out because the biggest thing about fandom since it, since it is all online um it's definitely a lot to do with your photo content and your video content and what your marketing and your aesthetic is um, so just to get my first fence up, I just did what I had to do, post pictures. I might post a receipt or something. When I first started out, I could have went out to eat, post a receipt and was like, reimburse me. Um, I even love just, that. <laughs> yeah, even just saying like, even just saying like send $50 this morning, loser. And then the money just came in after that. So it's really about the presence you build and like your consistency. Yeah. I mean, I know this is a podcast and you know, people will go to your Instagram page, which is what chocolate, the chocolate Dom underscore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're beautiful. So I can oh, see <laughs> how the aesthetic um, plays a part because I'm always, you know, you'd be creeping on Instagram, you're swiping mm-hmm. and it's like, damn, I always <laughs> say that for myself because 
I I think like a year ago I did an episode on OnlyFans before it really popped mainstream. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the the feedback I got from so many women in particular, like, oh my God, I wish I dreamed that I could feel so free to post these pictures mm-hmm. um, and to do that type of, you know, sex work. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, society limitations, whatever, you know, it stops people from going that. So, but, but the, but the, but the amazing thing about this uh, new wave of sex workers online and all these new personas and all these new categories is that a lot of people are making money off of never showing their face and yes. never whatever. There are flip models out here ranking up and all they show is their feet. So it's just, I think a lot of people, once they are told that, then they want to get more into it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely ways to make money without showing your face or even is. showing I've, your identity. Look, I've seen people, I've used to follow this one girl where I'm like, I was just waiting like, okay, is she going to do it? I've even sent her a little coin when she would do her. <laughs> so maybe I was her fin sub. Um, but I would send her a little coin because she'd be like, send whatever to get mm-hmm. this. And then I'm just like, oh my gosh, she just made like $10,000 in 30 minutes. Right, right. Amazing. Yeah. Um, what I also love if once you guys start following Mistress Marley, you always post like I'm collecting reparations. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's my life. Get reparations, <laughs> sis. Um, I love it. Are majority of your clients white? Yes. I want to say 95% of them 95, are white. 95. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have some black clients, uh, black men as clients, but I've noticed like, cause you know, I kind of do my own case studies when it comes to my clients and what's working and what's not. And I've noticed that with, um, Black clients, they're more so into what we call the the softer, tamer kinks. So most black men are into feet worship and face sitting. They like things of that nature where they still, in a way, feel like their masculinity isn't being taken away. Okay. But when it comes to things like being kicked in the balls or like being spanked or paddled, they are just not with it. So are you kicking someone in the balls with like those massive heels? Yes, you ha- you have to. That's the only way to do it. <laughs> oh my god! There's no other way. There's no other way to do it. And they and you know what? They wouldn't want it any other way. So that is amazing. So yeah. You, okay. What other kinks do you specialize in? All right. So I do bondage, which could be like rope, handcuffs, um, anything limiting someone to use their like arms and stuff. Um, I do a lot of impact play, so that includes flogging, panking. Um, I was trying to say uh, spanking and whipping at the same time, so I said panking. <laughs> Guys, that's the new word, panking. We are going to pay people. Um, <laughs> spanking, uh, whipping. I love face-sitting. I love verbal humiliation. I love pet play, which is what you saw in the homecoming video where you put the leash. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I love verbal humiliation. Um, I love some water sports or whatever, so some golden showers are okay. Um, anything where... I can really like take it to the next level and try new things. I try, but I absolutely would not do like most toilet training. I don't do. It's not my thing. Okay. You got to, what's toilet training for people? It's literally like using someone as a toilet. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So like a lot of, and the crazy thing is that's the most requested kink in this world. And you you know, here's the thing too, because I think a lot of people always think, when people be like, are you freaky girl, whatever. And I'm like, that shit is so relative because. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm like, when like I go on first dates with like vanilla guys that don't know what I do yet. 
or whatever. Or like you're probably sitting there like nigga. <laughs> right. Or like or like maybe after a couple dates, like we're comfortable about talking about like sexual energy and they're always just like yeah, I'm a freak. And I'll be like, you don't even know, baby. You don't you know. Don't. And, I, and I just look at them and smile at them and nod like, oh, really? I I'm am a like, fat, yeah. look, I'm a fat girl. And I did not realize how many men fetishize that shit. And I remember, oh my I, gosh. yeah, I, I briefly hooked up with this guy on one of those dating apps mm-hmm. and very quickly realized where this was going. And I'm like, I, I don't want parts of this. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like things like things that men like will come out eventually, but you'll learn so much about people. And I think being in this industry, I can like kind of see things before I'm even told. Like I can tell what men are submissive and what men will be dominant like right off the bat. So how can you tell that? Like if you look at what's the qualities that you look at a man like up, oh, he, he's submissive. So for me, a submissive man is like, if I'm talking to you and you can like, barely keep eye contact or you're looking around or I see your leg shaking while you're talking. If I see that you're like nervous Mm -hmm. or if I see where like I'm always naturally leading the conversation or I'm always the one picking the places to go or telling you like, no, I won't do that or whatever. And like, if there's no type of like any type of opinion thrown in there or anything, or even the men that overly compliment the men that like are the men that are just like you know I'm on uh, no no worries I'm on your time like things of that manner are very submissive um gotcha. yeah so now for your clients who are really big into the humiliation mm-hmm. like do you pinpoint one thing on them like okay he has a small penis or he has big ears and you you go that route to humiliate or do you go deeper it's not that so um I do physical, but I also go more than that. So like like you said, I can do physical, like small penis humiliation. Like, oh your penis is so small, like I've seen way bigger and you how can you call yourself a man? You know, stuff like that. But then I'll go even deeper in the sense of like, um, you live to serve me, don't you? Your life is pitiful without me. Like stuff uh, like that that okay. will go deeper within, yeah. Yeah, I would love this is so terrible. But I would love, like, I I could have done that if so many men where I'm like in my mind, like, oh God, your penis is so That's small. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, we say these we say these as women, we say these things in our head anyway. Like Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like that's and then you're like, pay me to say this to you because it, exactly. it gets you off. Exactly. That's, that's like a whole cycle in itself. Mm-hmm. Um how did you get into sex work? Like you, I know we mentioned how you got into being a dominatrix, but was Mm -hmm. that your first pit stop or did you do anything before? No. So I did my sex work in stages. So I started out as a stripper when I was in undergrad in college, I was like 1920. Okay. Um, and then I eventually moved on to being a sugar baby. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, which that was very interesting, but when you're a sugar baby, uh, it's more of, um, you're more of the submissive, than the dominant yeah only because like it's it's seen as okay the sugar daddy has the money if he spontaneously wants me to come eat dinner with him i need to go right now because i know it's going to end up me getting a gift an allowance he's going to give me like he's going to spoil me on dinner stuff of that manner but then when i moved to new york because i'm originally from north carolina um when i moved to new york three years ago i um found myself into the dominatrix world and that's when my whole life changed Wow. Yeah. How did, how did you decide I'm going to be a stripper? Like, what, 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 were you in college? You needed money and it was just, or were you just like, I went and it's tried something thrill. new. So, so for me, like it was half the money, half the thrill. So I'm an Aquarius. So we're always looking for thrills. Uh, 
we're yes. always just like we're air signs so we're always in the air we always just want to move and just be doing things and challenge ourselves like for Aquariuses, like things that are scary we like y'all do Things that test our nervousness <laughs> and anxiety, we like. So, for instance, even before I got on the stage to audition, my anxiety was crazy. I was sweating. I was whatever. But still within that sweating and that anxiety, I was liking it. I was ready. So you just pulled up at, like, one of those open audition nights? Yeah. So, well, no, it wasn't a night. So me and one of my girlfriends from college, it was during the day. And we said, we're just going to audition. We're going to go. We're going to go. So we get there. I mean, we got, like, so drunk before her. Like we were taking shots, in the, we were taking shots, in, we were taking shots in the car before we went in, and all that stuff, whatever. And you know, naturally, we we were used to going to the club, dressing up, dancing, enticing men, and seduction. Like it came naturally. So when we went to the strip club and tried out, the funny thing is, that's how I got my. That's where uh, Marley came from. Oh, that's and cool. yeah, so and it's so and it's there's no like there's no big story behind Marley. It's just as soon as I was about to go on stage, the DJ's like, "Oh shit, you forgot to give me a stage name so I can say it on the mic." I was just like, Marley, just say Marley. And that literally, that was how that came about. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. That's kind of cool. Like, what a yeah. story to have when you're like 70. Like, yeah. time, girl, we just went in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we mentioned you going on dates. Are you actively dating while you're doing this work? Yes, I'm actively dating because I'm still very much so vanilla. So, like, when I'm not doing my sex work, whether it's my sessions, whether it's running Black Dom Sorority and being there for them, or whether it's doing sex work activism um, for my community, I'm very vanilla. Like, I'm very into the simple things of watching TV, eating junk food, like, going to freaking, like, me and my best friend are going to a hayride this weekend. Like, I'm just Aww. into, like, all, yeah, I'm just, like, into all that stuff or whatever. So, I am actively dating, and I'm very good at separating, like, my dom life from my personal life. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, have you had partners in the past, like, push back, like, or feel some type of way once you disclose what you do? Um, I've had, like, different responses. So, I've had people that are just, like... As soon as I tell them, like, oh, no, you're not doing that to me. And I'm just like, well, first of all, you haven't paid me anything. So, of course, I'm not doing it to you. <laughs> or, like, you have the ones, and I'm talking now, like, first dates. Like, you'll have the ones that just want you to educate them. Like, what is that? I'm just like, I'm not, like, doing an education session right now. But for me, like, even when I'm with someone, I'm not really, like, BDSM in the bedroom. Like, unless, sure. unless they're comfortable with it. Of course, I'll suggest it because I'm, like, you know, I'll suggest that shit. And I, personally, I'm a switch in my personal life. So I like to be dominated in the bedroom with someone I'm really, really, really into. It's yeah. That's yeah. So cool. I, I think, um, cause I, w- I was always wondering like people who do this professionally, um, when they're in their own private space, does that persona still come out or is it like, Nope, I want someone to dominate me. <laughs> See, for me, like, it still comes out in a sense of, like, I still like spoiling. Like, you're still going to rub my feet. You're still going to okay. kiss my feet. You're still going to tell me how good I look while you're fucking me. You know, stuff like that. Like, you're still going to worship me. But oh, I no. will allow, yeah, <laughs> but I will allow you to to have some type of upper hand. I'll make you, I'll, I'll let you think you're doing something. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, so it's somebody listening to this now. <laughs> who was like sign me up mistress marley <laughs> i want in i want people to send me reparations too um mm-hmm. you are the founder of the black dom society yes yes can you explain to us what that is so uh black dom sorority was created last year july um 
So I that came from me feeling alone in my community. That came from me being mistreated from um, other white sex workers when I would reach out and ask for help. Um, it came from really just feeling alienated and not having anyone. So it started out as a small Facebook group of like five of us. Uh-huh. And the next thing I knew, we were at like 1,500 members. Wow. And that grew even more after I went viral. But then, of course, I like made the executive decision as the founder to be like, we're going to get this number all the way down and have genuine people in here. Like there needs to be a vetting yeah. process. Because I realized like within sex work, sex work is healing work. And there were so many personal things being like shared, you know, a lot of women come across this work. They were maybe sexual assault survivors and, you know, they're getting their power back or whatever. So I'm like, I have to make this group smaller. So then we made it membership based. And within that membership base, you know, members get perks such as like merchandise. And um, I just had a brunch in New Orleans for the South members. And I have Mm -hmm. my chapter leaders in different areas that are helping me. So like I have someone helping me that's in the West coast, someone that's in the South Midwest, and then someone up here with me in the Northeast. And, we have brunches. We have something called the Dick Olympics virtually. Oh, what is this? I'm excited. Yeah. So, <laughs> but so it, we did something called the Dick Olympics, and it was virtually, and it was subs paid to come and be, like be humiliated by us on Zoom. Oh my god! Yeah. Can I be like a guest host? <laughs> oh my god! So we're in the future, and the future we're thinking about having like allowing spectators. You know, oh to my watch, god! I would like, totally. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of people want to know what's going on. Like, you know, they might not want to be committed to this lifestyle, but they might just want to know what's going on. And within that, it's still education. So, yeah, yeah. So we did that. So we do so many different things. And there's like around 250 of us now and so many different personalities and backgrounds. We have everybody in there from lawyers to nurses to doctors to teachers. And like, this is them. Like, this is what they do. So, yeah. That's, that Yeah, that's dope. I, um. Mm-hmm. I think too, you would probably, if allowing, you know, kind of vetted spectators, um, Mm -hmm. the people who have natural curiosity about things. Like I'm one of those people, like I might not do everything, but I want to know about a lot of things. So all this stuff is always so interesting to me because if I ever cross paths with someone who's into this, I'd be like, oh yeah, I know. (laughs) Right, right, right. Like I never want to be like so green that I'm like, what are you talking about? Exactly. So, yeah. So do you actually help coach and teach women or anyone, femmes, whatever, who are interested in, you know, starting sex work? Yes. So that's one of my uh, biggest bases. So I have a platform. I'm on Patreon. Okay. And I have a platform called the Sex Academy. And on there I teach. There's four different tiers. So I have like BDSM. I have sex work tier, and that could be anything from being a webcam model to a foot model to, you know, escorting to things of that sense. And then I also teach just, I just talk about regular sex education in some points and like I do sex toy reviews, but it's a way for people to learn how to get into this work safely. Um, It's also a way for people to know how to like manage their mental health. It really goes deep into what this work is and if it's for you or not. And it also brings them a sense of community also. Yeah. And you just mentioned safety. And and I think even though you were saying a good amount of your business is done, you know, virtually online, um, I'm sure there's still ways that you go about protecting yourself and putting precautions in place that, you Mm -hmm. know, you're safe at all times. Right. Right. Yeah. You have to, you have to, you have to know, especially as a sex worker now and so many, you know, things against us, like sex to foster and all these bullshit laws. Like you have to know how to conceal your identity. You have to know how to, just be safe in every aspect. But um, 
I will say that a lot of my work lately has been in person. So okay. I have switched back to in person. Um, online was my main work in the beginning, but as I, you know, honed my skills and learned how to do certain things in BDSM, I got to more doing in person, but I still teach people education on that also, like just safety, safety matters. Now, what about too, in terms of safety, like vetting the people who are soliciting you, um, do you do anything there? And, 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 and even too, to the point of on the safety aspect, but also of time wasting, because like, there are a lot of people who might be curious and just message you or, you mm-hmm. know, but then they have no intention of booking or, <laughs> or paying. Right. So, um, well, when it comes to regular clients, I always do background checks. I teach people about that too. So I do background checks. We do reference checks. So I'll ask you if you've ever served another Dom, if they say yes, I need that Dom's name so I can go talk to him or her. Um, we also do like IDs and submissive applications and all okay. these things. And then um, with time wasters, the thing about time wasters on the internet, you can't stop it. There's no way around it. Um, that's something that no one has control over. Yeah. I can't like, I sometimes there's signs that can help you figure out who's a time waster just from like talking, like if they're dragging on the conversation, if they haven't paid your tribute rate or anything, but you could have someone that pays your tribute rate and still becomes a time waster. So mm-hmm. what we do in the, what we do in the sex work industry is we all have a database of time wasters and we add them to the list and they're black. Oh, people. I so, love it. Yeah. So, I mean, be a time waster all you want, but no one's going to want to fuck with you anymore. So yes, get your name on the list. I exactly, love it. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I'm like I'm sure that happens so much. Just people are curious or, you know, they get shy. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. So they back out. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. That happens a lot. Yeah. And, I'm, and then I'm sure it's like, you're used to it, but it's also frustrating because time is money. And so exactly, exactly. I'm wasting time with you and I could be getting coins. But see, That's also the good thing about online is that you have so many people that can DM you at once. So you can multitask yeah. and talk to multiple people. Yeah. So have you ever worked at like, um, um, like the sex clubs that they have or no? Um, so I used to be a hostess at a swingers club when I was uh, looking for work after grad school. Okay. And went on Craigslist. Once again, another Aquarius thing to do. And look, I, went, I, I got jobs on Craigslist too, but I'm a say like, <laughs> like, no, not even the point of like using Craigslist, the point of that. I just saw be a hostess at a swingers club. I was like, yep, that's it. All I mean, that sounds jobs, fun though. <laughs> like all the other, all the other jobs that are listed don't matter anymore. Don't care. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, um, I used to be a hostess there and then I observed what was going on there and it was very white, very old and very, uh, you know, musty up in there, you know, not attractive looking at all. <laughs> so I, I thought, cause you know, at the time I was 25, so I thought I'm 26 now. So it really wasn't that long ago, but, um, I thought, I said, how can I bring this to like my community and make it look more attractive and better? So here I am five sex parties later that I've thrown. So, and it's yeah. just been amazing. Yeah. So I try to do something for the vanilla folk also, you know, try to bring like them it. something. Now, yeah. you, you have OnlyFans as well. Yes, I do. Do you post up just, you know, sell monthly subscriptions with your own content? Can people request special videos from you? So I do like my own content. I do customs. I do dick rates. I do penis humiliation. <gasps> oh I do all God. that stuff. Yeah. So I do all that stuff. And it's a way for people. It's a way for people that really don't want to commit to being my sub. Just to get uh, a little taste. Yeah. 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 How much do you charge for a dick rate? 
Oh my god! So my dick rates vary. Sometimes I have specials of like five dollar dick rate, which is crazy because all my subscribers are hitting me up, so that all like adds up. <laughs> and, and it's so e- it's so easy to do a dick rate. It's so easy and quick. Like you just look at it, and say what you gotta say, maybe say something quirky or whatever, and then move on. But like it can range from five dollars. Sometimes I've done them at like fifty dollars, just to, like rate a picture. I've done one for like a hundred. I've done one for five hundred. So it really just depends. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, now circling back to the video that went viral with mm-hmm. the public humiliation, how mm-hmm. much does that like? How much does someone pay you to be publicly humiliated? So back then, I still like. Well, I still consider myself a baby dom only because I okay. have less than I have less than five years of experience. But even then, I was a baby baby dom, and I think my rate then for public humiliation was only like a uh, hundred an hour. Okay, so. You know, but it was it was so much fun and it was just crazy. It was it was a crazy experience. I'll just I'll okay, just say that. Look, last uh, menu cost question. Mm-hmm. Do you often get? Oh, one. Do you often get men requesting for pegging? And two, how much do they pay? So usually, I do get that request a lot. Um, right now, I'm charging nine hundred an hour for it. Damn. But I just had I just had a um pegging client two weeks ago and I got four K for an hour. I'm clapping. That is amazing. Four yeah. K for an hour. So like you have subs that they'll see your rate list, but they'll still pay ma- way more than that. You know? So that's the good thing about it. If you have a client that's into that plus a Fendom sub on top of it, it's like the best of both worlds. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, yeah. That's a sub. Okay. Before we wrap up and do the breakdown, I have a question. What is one piece of advice that you wish someone had told you before you started as a sex worker? Um, let's see. (laughs) Get, oh, get, get the deposit before showing up for any sessions. Ah, that was my first mistake. I made, uh, first starting out my first session. I didn't get a deposit or anything and the guy flaked on me. So get the deposit. Yeah, definitely get that half deposit. Cause even if they don't show up, you got paid something. So yeah. that's something I wish like I shit. Hairdressers require that now. Exactly. <laughs> they, they, require, they require everything. Your social security card, all that right. shit, just the books. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like, yeah. come on, I need, I need you to run this money up. <laughs> Look, I have, this has been so eye-opening because I think, again, I don't, I haven't paid for any, well, let me not say, make that broad because I'm sure if I started <laughs> digging, I could, I might be lying. Um, but I feel like I haven't ventured down this path for my own sexual experiences. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this was enlightening. Like, it, and it's really like anything you can think of. It is someone out there who specializes in that kink. Right. You can get it. Exactly. Um, so I think that's, I just think that's just so amazing. Um, and two, I think what I really appreciated about you is just watching how you're developing a community for it and mm-hmm. a safe space for particularly women and femmes to mm-hmm. safely learn and not make, you know, rookie mistakes and get that coin. Exactly. <laughs> Look, you have to make, I'm just going to send out a tweet. I just want to see if it happens. I'm going to do it. 
just do it. Like, send me fifty dollars. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. You never know what can happen because you a lot of know. people, a lot of people come into this work unexpectedly. That is amazing. Because I think I, I do. I've, I've been watching several women who I don't even know who they are, mm-hmm. but all of the content that they put out is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you don't no identity. I have no idea who these women are. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's so bomb. Like, you, it can be done. Right. If you're very afraid of, you know, putting your face to your work. Yeah, exactly. It can, it can definitely be done. All right. So now we're at the breakdown. Okay. So I am going to say one word. Okay. And then you can just say the first thing that comes to mind. It could be a sound. It could be a phrase, whatever. Okay. Okay. First one. Sex. Penis. <laughs> pleasure oh god mm. oral sex pain flogging <laughs> so, oh, I'm gonna pin that real quick okay um, <laughs> small penises white people <laughs> black women goddesses money Send that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Ass. Mistress Marley. (laughs) You have a beautiful ass, yes. Oh, thank you. Um, Last one on whips. Thud. The word thud. Got it. Okay, so now we have to go back to flogging before we wrap, 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 wrap up. Yes. Um... (laughs) Is it painful? Because I like a good smack. I, I'm a fat girl, but I got a big ass, and I like a good smack. Make it red, like you can use. It depends. A little- it really depends if you're into like what type of pain are you into? Because some like um, tools can give you a thud feeling, okay, or a sting feeling. So it really depends. Are you more into just like something that feels heavy on your butt, or are you more into something that's going to sting? I like a little sting. Right. So. It doesn't hurt. It really depends on your pain level and like how you communicate that to like the person that's doing it. Um, But it can be, it can be very pleasurable. It really can, especially if the person knows what they're doing. I feel like because the way they look, it looks like it would hurt way more than Mm -hmm. it really does. Yeah. And even when I have like my classes that I hold, like I always get people, I'm like, does anyone want to see what this feels like? And everyone's scared. And then I do it you know, at the lowest level. And they're just like, oh, that's nothing. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's nothing. I'm like, it's nothing. I'm like, it's nothing because you got them jeans on. That's why yeah. it's nothing. But try doing it bare bottom. Because I like a little crop, like a hit with the crop and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like flogging, I always see that. And I'm like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's really not that bad. Okay, it's not that bad. Well, mm-hmm. Mr. Smarley, uh, if you could tell everyone where they can find you on social media, on the internet, your OnlyFans, just plug everything. All right. So my main page that I'm on is Instagram. So it's the chocolate dom. That's D-O-M-M-E underscore. Um, I'm also on YouTube but the same name, the chocolate dom, always D-O-M-M-E. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. I am eyes like your eyeballs. E Y E S X O N fire. So eyes X on fire. 
Um, I am also on OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Marley the Goddess. I have a $9.99 promo going right now. I have some good BDSM content up there, some squirt content, um, some ass worship content. I got some good stuff up there. And yeah, pretty much that's all the places you can find me. If you want to learn, you can go to Patreon.com slash Sex Academy. But all these links are also in the bio on my Instagram. Perfect. And I will yes. also put the links over on the booniebreakdown.com and in the show notes. So be sure to follow. Go ahead and give her your money. Give her your cash. Exactly. <laughs> Hand it over. Go ahead and do it. Um, Mistress Marley, this was amazing. Thank you so much. I really hope that you've inspired some minds out here to look mm-hmm. into something different. I hope so too. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. All right, guys, that is it for this week's episode. I told you that you were going to enjoy this. I told you that Mistress Marley was everything. Please be sure to support her. Maybe check out her OnlyFans. If you're a guy listening, please get a dick rate from her because I would totally be curious to know what your rating was. So if you're bold enough to do that, let Booney know if you do it. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or any app that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave those five-star reviews too. You just might hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week. Stay healthy, safe, and sane. Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you. Ho, my stay. Until next time.